This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Pastor's been talking a lot out of Proverbs, and then talking a lot about faith, and then he's talked into Mark chapter 4, and um, you've been stirring in my spirit over this, over that scripture, and over the, the truth of that scripture. You know, I was thinking about this, as, and had thought about this many times since I've really come to, to uh, have a revelation of that parable and what Mark chapter 4 is saying, I've said many times to the Lord, Lord, I, I, I really would have loved for you to have given me that revelation when I was 20 years old. You know, when I was young and, and, and I could have, I feel like I really could have done more good with it. You know what he said to me? He said, am I not the redeemer? Can I not redeem back every bit of the time? You start right now with the truth and the revelation that you get right now. And you begin to do what the Word says with it. Man, you can make up for lost time. Make up for lost time. And I got really encouraged over that. And I just I said, yay, hallelujah. Man, the best is in front of me. The best is in front of us. Glory to God. Every time God reveals a little bit more to our spirit, he gives a little bit more of transformation of our minds into the mind of Christ. Man, every good thing is right out there in front of us. That is, that's so encouraging to me because, you know, I know you probably feel the same. You look back and you think, God, wasted so much time. Wasted so much time dabbling around in this and, you know, and dabbling around in that. But I'm so glad that he redeems every bit of it back to us. Um, so, you know, um, Mark chapter 4, and I want to, you, you all, okay, does everybody know what Mark chapter 4 in that first parable is talking about? The, pair of the seed, parable of the seed and the sower, okay? <clears throat> when I used to hear that or read that, you know, my, my thought pattern was, you know, that's the preacher, He's talking about the preacher. The preacher is the sower. And he's sowing the word. He's sowing the seed. And um, that's and 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 he is. That is that's a part of it, but it's just a small little part of it. And he's sowing the seed and it falls on this, you know, the stony ground and it falls on the the ground with all the, the tares and all, you know, and then on the good ground. And you know, he goes through that process of and and my thought pattern as a young person wasn't necessarily taking in that in for me. But as I walked into this revelation, and even in the last probably five years, seen this more and more, this parable is the foundation parable of the truths of God, of how God wants to work in our lives, in us and through us. He's not just talking about the preacher, the, the minister, the pastor. He's talking about all of us. And the most important field that we're sowing in is this one right here. This is the most important field that I will sow in. Because if I don't sow into this field, this right here, I can't sow out here anything that's going to do any good. 
I'm going to own, I, I can't sow outside of me what I haven't sowed inside of me. Okay? So that is the most important thing that, and that's why he says, and I love the way it says it in the Amplified. You don't find this particular verse trans, translated this way in the message. I usually really, I love both the Amplified and the message. But I, I want to read this verse of scripture out of Mark 4 and verse 13. In the Amplified. And Sonia, if you want to find it and put it up there, you can. 4 and verse 13. Now this is where he was talking to the disciples after they came back and said, tell us what this means. We want to understand this. And he said to them, do you not discern and understand this parable? How then is it possible for you to discern and understand all? All the parables. If you don't get the understanding of this, you won't be able to understand any of the rest of them. They won't be able to do the good that they are, that they are intended to do. They won't bring the harvest that they're intended to bring if you don't understand that this is foundational. It is, it is what everything builds on this. You and I are sowers. Jesus was the main sower. You and I have been made in his likeness and his image. We're fashioned after that. So we're following his example. We're sowing seeds. But we, and, and in this particular, uh, what he's talking about here, he's talking about the word. And he, he explains that. He says, the seed is the word. And we sow the word. And, and as I said a while ago, we, the, we, the word we sow in here is the most, most important thing that we do. Sowing that word in here, sowing it on good ground so that it brings a hundredfold harvest out of here. This is my main field that I'm working in right here. Every day of my life, I'm working in this field. Doesn't mean I don't work a bit. But it just stands to reason that if I work in this field, as I'm going around, as I'm going to work, I'm sowing in this field, a little bit of seed going to come off and fall off and get in this ground. And as I come to church, a little bit of seed is going to come off and get into this ground. As I sow into here, as I develop and harvest in me, then I'm going to be able to rub off, sow. You know, I mean, have you ever seen in the springtime when the pine trees are pollinating and a big wind, pollen is a kind of a seed, right? I mean, you have, you have to have the pollen go, you know, that's the beginning of the seed. You have to, and it's kind of that way. When we're sowing in here, we're creating all of this. And as the wind of the Holy Spirit blows on us, he, he's blowing on us, then some of that co- blows off of me onto everybody that I'm coming into contact with. That's why it's so important because as pastor says, it's people for our lives. When we sow in here, we sow this word every morning. Or as Ron, he's not, he, when he wakes up in the morning, his eyes, 
you know, we, we're declaring something different over that. But it's harder for him to read, get up in the morning and read early. He comes home in the afternoon and he gets in hot water. That means he gets in the tub. You know, I tell him, I said, you're always in hot water. But he gets in the tub and he gets his Bibles and he reads. That's his time. Whatever time, it's important that you do it on a daily, regular basis. You're sow the word in here. So it creates that harvest. God begins to water that word and work with it and develop it and it grows out. And then when the Holy Spirit blows, we, that word spreads out on other people. I can't, I'm not, I can't help what you do with it. I can't help what you do with it. That's why this is the most important field I'll ever sow in. Because I'm not responsible for what you do with the seed that falls on your field. I'm not responsible when that wind blows on me and it comes over on, on you what you do with it. That's between you and God. That's your harvest field. I'm responsible here, but when, when I plant that word in here and I let God water in it and I let Him, the sunshine shine on that word, then it will produce a harvest in me, excuse me, in me first, and then out here to everybody else as the Holy Spirit blows His wind and it gets out there and goes. I, I, I enjoy that. And, and the Lord showed me that this past, um, when I looked out there in the pine trees, I was like, oh, look at all that pollen. He said, yeah, look at all that seed going everywhere. Look at all that going everywhere. Achoo. You know, like most people do. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a powerful, powerful thing. That's why this is foundational parable. And, it, it's, and then as God began to give me more revelation as I begin to think about this, and Ron and I have talked about so much of this so many times, talked about it with my kids. Um, you go on from there, from the word being the seed, as, as the word gets down in, in here and it develops, it cha- have you noticed how it changes your thoughts? That's how you have your mind being transformed and renewed into the mind of Christ is by planting that word in you. It transforms your thinking. It changes your thought patterns. You find yourself catching yourself from saying some of the things, thinking some of the things. First, you know, you have to have a thought first. And then from that thought comes... Blah. After that thought comes, and thoughts come up out of where? Out of our heart, out of our field, out of the field of harvest that we've planted the word in. The thoughts come up out of there, and then we speak out of that. So as we go around and, we, and we're having our mind transformed by Operating in this parable, our thoughts change, our words change, our actions change, our habits change, then we are able to function the way God intended for us to, being a benefit to people around us, most importantly to our families first, 
to our church family and then to everybody else around us. Thoughts become words. Words become actions. Actions become habits. And habits become the person others see and know. Have you ever heard that saying, you know, it, you know, it's not necessarily what you say, it's what you do. It's what people, it, you know, what we, we have to get people sometimes don't listen to what you say. They only look at what you do. I'm talking about the natural world. I'm not talking about from a spiritual experience necessarily. I'm talking about from a natural experience. So it's very important that we plant that seed into our hearts, the seed of the word, so that it can change our thoughts. It can mold our thoughts, change, transform us into the uh, thinking like Jesus so we can talk like Jesus, so we can act like Jesus. And we create, out of that, we create habits. We create the way we do things. That's what a habit is. It's the way, you don't have to think about it. You know, it's a habit. You don't, you don't have to think. It's just the way you do it. You don't have to put a, a thought process. You know, when you're learning something, you know, when I was learning my times tables, when I was, I had to think about that. I had to think, think, think. Well, now it's just, you know, unless I use a calculator too much. You know, but, you know, it becomes, it, it becomes natural. So that's, that's what we're talking about, getting this word down in here, getting it down in us so that it, it's not something that we have to force. It's not something that we have to um, stop so many times and just think, okay, let me count to ten. One, two, three. No, it's, it's a natural response. It's a natural flow that comes up out of here and goes out and does what it needs to do, both in our life and people's life that is around us. You know, um, John 8 and 32 says, The truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Notice it said the word know. It didn't say you shall read the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall recite the truth. You know, not with, with an ascension, with an assenting. You know, just a, okay, I said it. Let me go on. You shall know has an intimate connotation. It has a, a relationship in there. To know when a man knows his wife, he's consummated a marriage. He knows her. He's intimate with her. She's intimate with him. They know each other. So to know the truth when you have that connection with the truth, the, only then... Does it make you free? If you're not free in an area, you don't know the truth. I didn't say that. The Word of God said that. If you're bound in something, if something hasn't been released off of your life or in your life, I'm talking to me too now. I'm not just talking to you. Then you don't know what you need to know. It hasn't come alive in you. It hasn't been revelated in your life. It hasn't been a rhema word that's come down and made known to you so you can walk free from that. The word doesn't lie. The word is truth. If there is a problem, it's not here. It's here. We have, that's, and a part of getting to know that word is 
planting those seeds, getting up, getting into this, into this word, into it. Don't just read it with your eyes. Um, okay, I did my, I did my, my verse for the day. Scoot on out the door. No, get, spend some time with this. Know the truth. Get it down in your heart and ask the Holy Spirit. That's his job. His job is to lead and guide us into all truth. It's his job to come and make it known to us. Make it known to us. Lead and guide us into that so we can walk in that revelated truth and be free. To be free from that. Be free from anything that restricts you or binds you. <clears throat> you know, um, in, in my learning and, and in my revelation of, of this particular scripture, as I said, I used to see it a certain way. And as, as I've <clears throat> walked with God and read the word and, and listened to him and listened to other wonderful ministers of God, the Lord began to share with me and I began to see this, that everything is seed. Everything is seed. Not just your words. Everything is seed. Everything. Everything you, everything you say, everything you think, everything you do is a seed, and it produces a harvest. I've told my kids many times, my daddy had many sayings, and, and this part of the, he used to say, he didn't say it in that way, but he would say that every, everything has an equal, you know, this, I think this is a law, an equal or greater reaction. There's something that's going to be produced from, from it. There's a production. There's a, something is produced from an action, from a word. You know, when I say words, you get pictures. When I say a word, you automatically get a picture from a word. Well, that's a reaction. That's a seed that's been planted, and you automatically get a picture from it. Everything you do, everything you say has a harvest. And if we, that's, that's why this this uh, parable is so foundational. If we could get this in our spirits, I tell you, we would live different. Before we said a word, before we did a thing, before we did anything, we would stop and think, what is the going to be the result of what I'm about to do? What I'm about to say? What, what is going to be the result of what I'm about to say? Because I'm about to put out a seed... And it's going to get a harvest. What is the harvest? I'm, I'm about to do a thing. And, and what is going to be the result from what I'm about to do? You know, pastor said it many times. You've heard it. You know, you, know, you, you might, might end up paying a little bit more than you wanted to pay from, for a, an action that you're about to do. Something you're about to say. You know, if we would stop and think, there is going to be a harvest from what I'm about to say, what I'm about to do. I've told my kids so many times, they're about to kind of sort of get that. After they've been paying for several years from some bad choices. You know, we all do. We all do. Some choices have a higher price to pay. Some, you know, and uh, if we would get, that's why this, this parable is foundational to everything. If you can understand what Jesus is saying, we are the sowers. What are we sowing, number one? What are you sowing? What are you sowing? Because you're sowing something. 
Every word, you're sowing something. Every thought, you're sowing something. Every deed, you're sowing something. What are we sowing? Because we will, there will be a harvest to be harvested. There will be uh, something is going, there will be a reaction. There will be something that's going to happen. From whatever you've said, whatever you've done, are we willing to, you know, if we'd stop, just take a few minutes. Oh, Jesus. Lead and guide me, Lord. I tell you what, he ain't going to lead you, guide you someplace you don't want to go. As far as a negative harvest. You know, you may have to do something your flesh doesn't want to do. But in 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 God and what that future is going to be out of that, he'll never lead you wrong. He'll never lead you wrong. He'll always lead you to better, to good, to whatever it is to that is in your future that's going to benefit you and the people around you. We would just take a few minutes to stop and say, Lord, is this what I'm supposed to say? What am I, what am I supposed to do? Because it's going to bring a harvest. You notice that... These, all of these things brought some kind of harvest in some way, shape, form, or fashion. <clears throat> and we want the harvest. We want the good harvest. We want the hundredfold harvest in our lives. Amen. Um, as I was reading Proverbs, I came across this one. I want it in the message. Well, let me, let me say this first. One of my favorite scriptures in, in me talking about having revelation, when I found this scripture in Proverbs, it was like it about knocked me down. Have you all ever had that? You came across a scripture and, um, I mean, it, just, it, it was like somebody just pulled the rug out from under your feet. Woof! I, I mean, I was just, I, I was so taken aback by this scripture. And I, I am a work in progress. I haven't got it down. Amen. I am a work in progress. Amen. But this goes with exactly what I've been talking about. And th- this speaks um, more specifically to our words. But as I said, thoughts produce words. Words produce actions. Actions produce, They're all connected. They're all connected. But in Proverbs verse uh, chapter 18... Verse 20 and 21, I'm sure you've read it many times. I like it in the Amplified. <clears throat> it says, A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. Filled. Your life will be filled with the fruit of your mouth. The harvest of your mouth. Fruit's a harvest, isn't it? Your life. Your future will be filled with the fruit. What kind of fruits the mouse produce? Words. Will be filled with the fruit of his mouth, of his words. He must be satisfied, whether good or evil. I read that and it liked to knock me down. Everything that I have right now was from 
some words back here. Everything that I'll have up here is from words that I said here. The sower sows the words. Thoughts produce words. It's in, that's why this is foundational. It is key to your success in God. Now, verse 21 says, Death and life, curses and blessings, good and evil, are in the power of the tongue. Power also means the hand of the tongue. The distribution, the hand, the, the working, the, the grabbing, the putting out there of the tongue. And they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. It's, we, we, we find ourselves putting so much, ah, how to say this, so much of the responsibility for, uh, for things in our life on God. That's not what this scripture just said. He's already said, he's already done. He's already paid the way. He's already made it possible. He's already put it all out there. And now, and this, and you know what? This is in the Old Testament. This ain't even in the New Testament. This is in the Old Testament. He's given us. He's already done. So he tells us now, now it's, now the ball, as my daddy would say, is in your court. It's, it's in your court. Now it's up to you. To take the word, put it in here, talk it out here, so that where you're going will be a product of that word. Yes. Well, you'll, you'll be walking into the harvest of what you've planted in you here and spoken out into your future. It's all there for us. So many times, there's so many songs that I don't, I don't listen to, and I don't like to say, you can come on, K-Love, because they, they really have that religious kind of wording, like, oh, God, you didn't do. I'm just trusting in you. You didn't do. You know, and, and yes, we trust God. Yes, don't get me wrong. We trust God. We trust God. We trust God. But you better work the word. You better, you better work what it says here. And realize that you are the sower of your own life. Ron's not the sower of my life. I'm the sower of my life. And if I want to go, if there's a place I want to go, I need to sow to that place. I need to sow into my life and out with my mouth so that my actions follow my mouth. And it takes me to where I want to go. It takes me there. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, uh, I referenced in my Bible Matthew 12, 35 and 37. Y'all know what that is, don't you? This is, I guess you could say, this is Jesus' version of this. Verse 35, chapter 12, verse 35 of Matthew. The good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things. And the evil man out of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, when men will give to will have to give account for every idle, inoperative, non-working word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified and acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned and sentenced. Words. Thoughts become words. Words become actions. Actions become habits. Habits create character, and it's what people know us by, and it's also creating our future, our destiny, our harvest. Everything you say matters. Everything you say, and I, you know, this has been, this has been probably one, it's still, I, I ain't got it down yet, but I am working I am working on it because it is vital. It is the, this parable, this way of life is the granddaddy of them all. This parable, it's the grand, it's the foundation. We, Jesus said, how are you going to, how are you going to build, how are you going to know anything else? How are you going to understand anything else? If you don't get this down, if you don't understand the sowing of the word and the uh, and the outcropping of that what comes out of that the sowing of your life the word of god into your life so that it transforms you gives you the mind of christ that's the only way you'll get the mind of christ is by getting this word into you so your thought pattern is not your thought pattern it's the thought pattern of Jesus so your words can change your words will never change until you change what you think until you change how you think and so you start thinking like this word says like Christ said like he thought and you can't do that unless you plant the word of God in you so that that harvest comes out of you um I want to read this real quick. I thought this was really cool, and I found this in the Message Bible in Proverbs. And it's, it's I kind of named it this chapter this myself. I got it all marked up. <clears throat> it's Proverbs 11 and starts at um, verse 17, and I... I call it the sewing chapter. Above, above in the message, they've got little subtitles. I don't know if any of you see it, have looked at a message Bible, but there's a lot of subtitles in the message Bible. This subtitle is a God-shaped life. All comes out of sewing. It don't, it don't have the word sew in here, but this is exactly what they're doing. Remember I said everything is seed? 
Everything you do, you sow, you're sowing something. Everything, you're sowing something. Everything sows something. Everything. So verse uh, 17 says, when you're kind to others, you help yourself. That sounds like you sow in kindness, don't it? When you sow kindness, okay, you help yourself. Now, when you're cruel to others, you hurt yourself, okay? When you sow cruelty, you hurt yourself. The next one, bad work gets paid with a bad check. Good work gets solid pay. Sounds like you sow in a good work ethic, doesn't it? Good work ethics. Skip number 19, go to 20. Not that it's bad, it's just not in the sow category here. God can't stand deceivers. Oh, but how he relishes integrity. So integrity. Next verse. Count on this. The wicked won't get off scot-free. God's loyal people will triumph. So loyalty. Skip verse 22 and go to 23. The desires of good people lead straight to the best. But wicked ambition ends in angry frustration. So good desires. Verse 24. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. So generosity. Verse 25. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. So blessings. Curses on those who drive a hard bargain. Blessings on all who play fair and square. So fairness. Verse 27. The one who seeks good finds delight. The student of evil becomes evil. So goodness. Verse 28. A life devoted to things is a dead life, a stump. A God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. So so devotion to God, not to things. Then we skip down to verse 30. A good life is a fruit-bearing tree. A violent life destroys souls. So, so the fruit of the Spirit. All of that is sowing. All of those things are a picture of sowing and reaping. We saw pictures of sowing the good things, and you reap the good things. Sow the bad things, and you reap the bad things. What do we sow? How do, how do we sow if we're... You know, sometimes you can read, you can read the word, and, and you wonder, okay, I need a nap, natural application. That's what this was. This was a natural application of sowing the word of God. Because you, sometimes you think, okay... How do I sow the word of God? Am I supposed to be a preacher? Is that how I sow the word of God, is being a preacher? Is standing up and just teaching people and preaching to people? How do I sow the word of God? 
I just showed you. So kindness. So good work ethic. So integrity. So loyalty. So good desires. So generosity. So blessings. So fairness. So goodness. So devotion to God. And so the fruit of the Spirit. That's the natural application of walking out, sowing the word. First in your own life. As I said a while ago, you, if you don't put it in, it ain't coming out. What you put in will come out. Put in the word. Work that word in your life. Develop it. Incubate it. Let the Holy Spirit sit on it. In your spirit. And get it down in here. And to bring a harvest out of your life. So that the Holy Spirit can blow on it and get it on other people. And you will receive harvest from that in your life and into your future. Where you're going. We're all going to good places. We're not going to, we're not going to sow the wrong things. We're not going to sow death and the curse. We're going to sow life and blessings. We're going to sow what God has said for us to sow. We're going to live a God-shaped life. And affect others, ourselves, our families, and others around us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.